Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory yeah that thing you call milk and now from the monsters inc laugh floor it's the mickey dudes podcast Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight from Houston, Texas, by my by my awesome co-host, Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters uh, Altuve's uh, home run swing, and I wouldn't do that. Sorry, I had to throw I some real, I should real. I should really <laughs> hang up on you right now. <laughs> and our other co-host, the one that I actually like, from across the pond in Glasgow, we have Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by baseball idiots. <laughs> you guys are lucky I'm recording tonight. You know that, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I must admit, I saw your post the other day. Didn't really mean much to me about the baseball in the World Series. <laughs> you know, so this is basically like every time we're in our group chat and you post something about soccer. Yeah. It's yeah, just post up that like we just we click on it to humor you. Right. Now I, now I know what it feels like. Yes. Yeah, but just about only Tim Schweska is the only one that knows what's going on. I don't know. Maybe Joe, I don't know. But <laughs> uh, Joe knows a wee bit about yeah. soccer. Uh, he, oh, I he, know about I know about soccer. I just choose not to. I just choose to not acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's usually in a drunken stupor when I post things like that. Though. <laughs> one of the few, one of the few uh, sports that I used to actually enjoy playing back in the day with my limited athletic ability, I was decent at soccer. I will say that. <laughs> So, I was even on a soccer team for a while, but that's another story for another time. And 
another part of my life I don't feel like going back to right now. So we're going to take a trip to the world. And before we do that, uh, uh, everybody's favorite um, sci-fi saga had some major news this week because they dropped the trailer to the final installment of the... Well, I said saga, so the third trilogy that they have uh, released. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of blasé about it at this point. I'm going (laughs) to see it. Every one of them, I used to like right away, I would be out and be uh, over at uh, on Fandango and just getting my tickets. This one? I'm actually going to wait to probably Christmas Day because it's going to give me a good a good reason to uh, leave on Christmas and say, oh, I got a movie to catch. <laughs> I remember your little trick. Yeah, yeah that's a good trick. Usually, it's the, usually Christmas night is the second time I'm seeing it. Okay. But I have, my, I have my reasons for not going out and buying tickets. But before I tell you guys about that one... Um, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Oh, I must admit, when it dropped, obviously, being over here, it was the middle of the night. Uh, halfway, was it halfway through the football game the other night? Yes. Yeah. So I'd read a post that folk were watching the game online afterwards, and the whole internet crashed. <laughs> this is because it was just going slow, and it kept buff- buffering for the football game. <laughs> Because everybody was online trying to get tickets for it, because that's when the the tickets opened for to to get them as well. So everything just seemed to fall apart. Oh snap! Yeah, that uh, it tends to do that. I I don't know. It was really weird because they didn't really announce anything. It was all kind of word of mouth. Um. So I I don't know. It was interesting. I didn't watch it on the football game. I just kept refreshing YouTube. <laughs> so I it. The the trailer popped up for me on YouTube straight up from the Star Wars uh, YouTube channel, but um, no, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm super pumped about it. It's it's pretty dang exciting. But I've also we were told that they love to make fake trailers, so I don't know. I don't know what to believe at this point. <laughs> I mean, who, likes I was on make, YouTube. who likes to make fake trailers? Yeah, well, J.J. Uh, Abrams does. He he uh, has gone on record to saying they've made like numerous fake, fakey trailers. So anyway, just to fake people out. Even in terms of like when they're trying to do like a marketing thing to get uh, people to buy the tickets, they'll, they yeah. would, you really think they would actually drop a fake trailer? Yeah, well, fake endings or fake, fake scenes, you know, scenes that aren't in the movie. I mean, that that's common in, in uh, Hollywood movie going uh, where they, really? there's full scenes that are I never really thought about it. Yeah, there's, there's often there's full scenes that aren't even in the, the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, it happens all oh, the time. Oh, wait a minute. I do remember something that, wasn't there like, wasn't there like a, uh, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, the second, the, the Wreck-It Ralph thing with the, with the bunnies eating and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. That's a yeah, good example. Never- I never, you know, I never really thought about that, but you know, now I guess I guess I can't. I guess I'm not shocked, even though I never thought about it. And it's like, hmm. I mean, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, mm, that makes sense. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I was they're on definitely. YouTube earlier on, and you saw the trailer. I bet it was an extended trailer as well, which sort of brought off. It was like three trailers in one, just filling it. And I don't know. By the time you've actually seen that, you've probably seen the whole, <laughs> all the important bits of the film, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I know Steve... somebody made a gif of uh, a certain part of the film. Yeah. Like five seconds after the. The trailer dropped. <laughs> yeah, that might have been me. Um, <laughs> I, I, no really, names. I really, I knew the tra- I knew the trailer dropped because uh, of your of your post. I was watching the game, and then all of a sudden, I get a black screen. Something happened outside by me, and my cable went out for a while. And no, oh, no, I had no television last night, so. I was so annoyed and so frustrated. I'm like, you know what? This is just not worth it. So I actually went to bed. Oh, that's funny. And then yeah. later on, I went. Later on, I got up to uh, get a drink of water and do other things. And I just checked my Facebook, and your profile, your, your uh, post was the first thing that came up. I'm like, ah. And then I searched for it on YouTube to be able to see the trailer then, because I wasn't able to see it when everybody else did. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, well, a couple of things. One of them is, yeah, I, I definitely jumped online and got my tickets, but I didn't, I didn't get opening night. We kind of, uh, since it's a Thursday night, uh, technically it opens the 20th, but here, I don't know when it opens there, Stephen, but, um, technically it opens the 20th here, but that, that means that seven o'clock the night before they can kind of start doing it. They quit doing midnight showings of movies years ago because of a lot of dangerous stuff like late night craziness anyway um and people queuing up for a long time but they'll, they'll literally so 19th at seven o'clock is a bunch of bunch of, actually five o'clock um is is like some crazy new package deal that you can start anyway long story short i bought friday night because after we just like to wrap up with you know then the weekend's coming in, and we just kind of like, you know, fostering the weekend with uh, schools out and and works over, and so we're not seeing it until Friday night. But I'm only seeing it once. I, I know numerous people that'll see it numerous times. Uh, I guess. Will they buy? Will they buy more tickets? Like yeah, they, they already buy have advanced tickets. For yeah, more than once. Yeah, they they already have. It's it's happening pretty much like that. Uh, but here's my viewpoint of that. Uh, I'm I, I'm probably gonna walk away in just loving what I saw, um, but I know I'm gonna buy this movie, <laughs> like, you know, in 4K or whatever it is. Um, so I guess from a financial standpoint, I, I'm not ready to like j- dive in and spend a ton of money watching it numerous times when I'm gonna buy the digital copy, but. That's usually my viewpoint, anyway. I, I, I'm not de- degrading anybody that goes see it multiple times. It's really actually kind of a cool thing if you can do it. In a, I usually, in a group. I usually do see a Star Wars movie twice when it comes out. But I've, while I, yes, I have bought advance tickets for the last two. I've never bought like advance tickets for the next time. It was like weeks afterwards, and it's like, okay, I want to go see it or. Usually yeah. it was my it was the Christmas night one and actually truth be told that's why I didn't get it. I mean, growing up in my fa- growing up in my family, uh, Star Wars was always something for me and my father. My yeah. father was the one that introduced me to Star Wars. 
So, I mean, the first one came out before I was even born. So he took my brother to see it. It was always like a thing. Like my father and I always had Star Wars and he introduced me to Star Wars. And then when when the uh, Phantom Menace ones came out, we went to see them. The last two of them, the two of uh, the two of us have always gone to see Star Wars movies together. So it's always one of those things that, like, you know, now that I'm in Florida, I fly home to New York for uh, Christmas, and uh, on the twentieth, it comes out on the nineteenth. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to wait for my pops on this one because yeah. as tempted as I was, I could have got those that 7 o'clock show. But, you know, that night beforehand and everything, I'm going to be packing up because I'm going to have like three weeks in three weeks up north and everything. I'm going to be getting ready. I'm going to be getting ready for my trip back home and everything. And, you know, I'll probably have last minute Christmas shopping to do and stuff like that. So Right. And I also figured that in Orlando, that's going to be a dead night for various uh, theme parks that I can probably sneak into that night. Cause, oh, heck yeah. Well, my my Disney Gold Pass is blacked out, so I'll be blacked out of Disney. But I figure at that point, that's probably a good time to maybe sneak off to Universal and just do like uh, Universal Christmas be- the night before I leave. Or even I live near the... Uh, Gaylord Palms. I just I figured with every with all these uh, Star Wars fanatics in Orlando, that might be a good night to go to Ice. Yeah, it would be. I, yeah. Which for those of you who are not familiar with Ice, Ice is this huge. Uh, I guess well, Ice uh, show that they do at um, the Gaylord Palms Hotel. They do it at all the Gaylord hotels uh, throughout the country, and they have a whole bunch of different uh, ice sculptures and. They're themed each year to a different uh, story. Last year was a Christmas story. Another year it was Charlie Brown. This year it's the Polar Express. And since uh, the Polar Express is no longer at uh, SeaWorld, Orlando doesn't have it. So anybody who's a fan of that movie is going to be going over to uh, the Gaylord Palms. So, and they have a whole bunch of ice slides. You can, you can. Uh, they have a whole room that they conference room that they make fake snow, and you can have a snowball fight. It's it's definitely something to be to be seen if you are in the uh, Orlando area during the holidays. Jeff, have you ever been? No, I want to. Bad. I did it last year for the first time because I love a Christmas story, and I just fell in love with it. And I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah. Don't they give you a parka? They do give you a parka to go in there because <laughs> they have to they have to keep it at a certain temperature because. I think the the statues have to last for at least a month and a half in there. So yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's something. It obviously it's it's below freezing in there, so it's below thirty two degrees Fahrenheit. So I think it's something like eighteen degrees or something in there. <laughs> Steven's probably laughing like, oh yeah, that's that's right right now. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Dave knows but cold does. Obviously coming from New York, so definitely. But I remember the last time I, I did a sort of park that sort of thing and they gave you silver jackets, but it was one of these ice bars and it was absolutely freezing. So <laughs> I, I've I, always I, wanted I to do one of those. I know they have one in Las Vegas. I never had a chance to go to. 
I feel like they. I feel like that they might do something like that at ICE. I didn't experience. If they did, I didn't experience it last year. But I feel like they have something like that where it's. Well, there's somewhere. I'm sure there's a pop-up somewhere in Orlando. But I've always wanted to do one of those. There is an ICE bar in Orlando. I think it's just off International Drive. Oh wow! Uh, okay, so I'm gonna have to look into that. Uh, it may be an experience for you, like hot outside. Freezing cold on the inside. <laughs> nice. Stephen, uh, did they release the Star Wars movie the same exact date for you guys? or I don't know. Uh, obviously, looking on YouTube, uh, I just said the 20th over okay. here. So I don't know. I mean, I remember last year, uh, for Return of the Jedi, it was a day early, and folk were clambering about over here to try yeah. and get tickets. You know, prior to it took it, in America. It, it took that long for Return of the Jedi to make it to uh, to make it to uh, Scotland. Came out no, in the eighties. No, I, <laughs> sorry. sorry, I had to bust your chops. <laughs> nice. He's like, shut up, Dave. I know. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I. Uh, yeah. So what it, time is it for you right now? Uh, 25 past one here in uh, Scotland, so <laughs> all good. But, love your dedication, Stephen. Aye, uh, so I mean, we'll be my, me and my two sons will go. Uh, I can't see my daughter want to go, she's not really a big Star Wars fan. Uh, so we'll probably go over the Christmas period as well and sort of take that in. But as you say about the, the trailer. They, what I think they feel as if they wanted to fit absolutely everything into this film, you know, from every other film that was preceding it, you know. So you've got forest scenes, you know, like Endor. You've got the sea sort of scenes, like Kimono. So you've got the ice scenes, which is like Hoth. You've also got desert scenes, which is like Tatooine and Jakku, and even putting a wee bit of Batu in it as well, you know. So yeah. <laughs> it's as if come and see, <laughs> yeah, come and see a new land that we've just put in, and here's everything, you know, that we can sort of squeeze into this last film, and oh, here's all the, the all the stories from the last eight films, and all the different scenes and all the different uh, sort of sceneries that they've got. So I just I don't get me wrong, it'll be good, you know. They always are good, but I just feel as if it's a bit like uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. They sort of threw everything into the last half hour to try and get to a new hope. You know, so <laughs> I don't know if they're going to put out this, the storyline is going to pan out. I mean, obviously, you've seen bits of the trailer about Darth Vader and stuff like that. So, uh, and the Emperor coming back. No spoiler alert, but <laughs> yo, I don't know how it's going to end, but it will be good, you know, and everybody will enjoy it. And you'll get obviously the the normal. Oh, I didn't think it was as good as that. I didn't think it was as good as the other ones. I didn't think the story was that great. But in relation to the the last two trilogies, they all run the same sort of way. So if you're looking at Revenge of the Sith and uh, the Return of the Jedi. 
They're, to- they're parallel with each other, aren't they? Aye. Uh, yeah. You know, the the stories are the same. You know, every three three films, the stories are the same. So if you look into the third and the sixth, the ninth may well be just a, a copy of the last two. Could or be. A homage to it anyway. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be a trip if they tied in uh, Black Spire Outpost somehow? And and then, plus, can you imagine all of us, you know, Disney World or, or just Disney Parks fans, like, freaking out when we're seeing all the the stuff <laughs> from Black Spire I Outpost? I think <laughs> if they don't do that, they've missed a trick. Yeah. You know, because I, I think... I kind of agree with you. But in saying that, it's obviously this Black, Black Spire Outpost is meant to be years ahead of everything, you know, Right beyond the la- the last well the last film anyway, and this one's not going to be too much ahead of the last film, right? But you can have the area, you can actually have the area and have them walking through and have a couple of scenes in there. And as you say, folk will go crazy, you know, when you see things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the whole now- idea the whole idea is you're you're they're rebirthing the resistance. You know, it totally makes sense. <clears throat> So here's a question. After this, so now this is the end of the saga, but isn't there supposed to be like one more of, because wasn't it like supposed to be six movies that like, it was every other year, so a saga movie and then like a independent story having something to do with it. Don't we have one more of those coming still? Yeah, there's a new trilogy uh, in the works. They're the, the same folks who did... Um, Game of Thrones were tasked to write it, so they're in the midst of going through a that new, process. A but new it's, Star Wars tri- trilogy, or yeah, brand new Star Wars trilogy. It's going to be totally detached from from any of this this other stuff. So uh, it's supposed to be so, way in the future or something like that. So see, well, that's that's what I'm wondering. I mean, well, because we got the solo movie, we got the one from we got the we got the. Rogue One, so we're supposed to have another like independent sto- tie-in story, right? Well, there's the Disney Sometimes. Plus stuff with Mandalorian. Um, yeah, but isn't there supposed to be one more movie that wasn't it? Wasn't it like weren't they tasked with like three non-trilogy movies and three trilogy movies? Maybe, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't that was so? Isn't there supposed to be like a non-trilogy movie coming out in 2020? I can't recall. I, it, yeah, it didn't ring a bell. I don't know. Okay. And the other question then is if they if they have another trilogy coming out that's supposedly going to be its own, well, its own story in terms of that. Yeah. Do you think that maybe that that's not going to necessarily be the case? Do you think that they might leave a little bit open in this last, in this last episode to kind of hint that all of a sudden, next thing you know, we got something coming back, almost like how... Uh, Harry Potter was supposed to end, and then lo and behold, <laughs> twenty years later, we have Cursed Child. Yeah, well, I know Annie was saying that she was disappointed. Obviously, this film being the last one coming through. But well, when I'd she say was saying that, that in chat, that's what made me think uh, this. Because I'm like, this is a money maker. I said, there's, there's no way that Disney are going to stop this cash cow. You know, yeah. there's no way that they're just going to finish up. They will carry on. There's different, obviously, stories coming out for different characters. Obviously, but the Mandalorian's he, coming through as a series. 
the well, argument can also be made that it stood alone for all these years that they don't necessarily have to and they can still ride the gravy chain because the first gravy train started from the early, from the late 70s into the early 80s and they were able to it just got enough momentum where you got six other films out of it and all this other stuff so there's now, two what, ways of looking at that what Annie is tied into is is a lot of fans and it's seeing saying goodbye to Raylo um the Kylo yeah. Ren uh, Ray relationship that that's coming to an end there's no there's no future of that so I think that's what most people it's kind of like the Harry Potter stuff it's like they knew the we all knew we were all invested in this relationship situation and we knew that relation all this group rela- dynamic is over um so yeah there's going to be future stories but it's not going to be these people but it's I kinda, also feel like that relationship is so involved and it can be so developed that I feel like I feel like one more movie isn't going to do it enough justice to kind of like sum up the rest of that relationship. I feel like I I don't know if it's going to be enough to tell it. I look, I I know, you know, we we've been uh, pulled around and by uh, JJ Abrams in many ways, different formats. You remember lost and all that stuff. Uh, Don't get me started on that. Right. So he's going to, he's going to try to tie this with a nice little bow. And I, I think he's going to give us, I think he's going to give us what we want, which is kind of like ending the relationship. I don't think it's going to end on a sour note. I mean, he wants it to end with a bang. I mean, and I, and I think the bang to me personally, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know any insider information or anything, but to me, the bang would be that they, you know, get, get together. And, and I think, um, and he comes to the good side. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm totally off, but look, what's going to happen is it's going to be exactly the same as the third one, where they're going to get together, they're going to see at the end they're having a couple of kids, and it's just going to carry on from there. And that's where your your fourth, I know trilogy, but that's where your fourth trilogy is going to come from. Yeah, they'll like have the a couple of kids. Of those You'll kids see, like... yeah. Uh, so it's exactly Avenger the Sith, you know. You see shorter, them getting handed over a shorter, over. longer time ago in a in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, it makes but sense. Again, at that point, they could tie it into Batu, uh, <laughs> you know, and Black Spire. Yeah. So there's no reason for them not to do that at that point. Right. Now I. I think the majority of people want to see this. It's just, you know, how do they get there? We're, we're going to find out. But um, it was interesting today. Uh, our friend um, Turkey Leg Jeff getting he kind of went off on Twitter because uh, he was angry because he was thinking it's going to, as he rephrased it, the heteronormative <laughs> storyline. Uh, but and I understand that. I understand that argument. They're, they think it's tired, but. Um, but that's nonetheless, it's it's probably where we're headed. I mean, that's it's it just it's just going to end the way most stories end, most fairy tales end. You know what I'm saying? I could just I, I could just hear him. I can I didn't read his tweet, but I could just hear him going off now in his voice in his voice in my head. I just have I can just hear I can just hear what he's saying as far as that because right. It's just, <laughs> 
we actually came we actually came from the same neighborhood. So back right. when I was living in New York, we became we became good friends from at that point. So yeah. Well, anyway, he he said he's buddies. he spent uh, pretty pretty good arguments about why Kylo is is not a adequate villain. And then my my our counter argument was, wait a minute, why are we assuming he's going to be the villain? <laughs> I don't think he's personally. I don't think he's the villain. I think we've just been kind of like led, led along, like you know, he's he's really he wants to be bad because Daddy was bad, but you know, or just been led along Grandpa, for the last five hours, you know. <laughs> right, Grandpa was that. Yeah, I was about Daddy. to say Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, like we've been led along this yeah this path, and then he he flips. You know, I still stand firm on, I think I might have said it on the podcast uh, a few years ago, but I would love us to, to do some Manchurian Candidate crap on us, mind, mind F, um, where, and I still think there's a possibility, I think I think it would be brilliant uh, if they did some kind of Manchurian Candidate thing. If you're not familiar with that movie, basically it's like, um, you know, uh, an ex-military guy was... Uh, 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 was um, um, I guess brain programmed to um, flip on a on the dime, so he becomes president. But then they he has an internal struggle because somebody else is in control of him, and he flips um, at the right time with when the right words are spoken or whatever BS that is, you know. But he was uh, anyway. I always feel like uh, there's an opportunity for something there um, with one of the characters. I don't know. You pick pick you whichever one you want, but <laughs> one that we think's cool and good, and then they're gonna flip on us. But I don't know. Who knows how where they're taking us? It's gonna be fun. Well, less than two months to go. Wait a minute. Did we see it? Was there a Chewbacca in the trailer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there you was. see it at the end when C-3PO says he just wants to look at his friends for oh, one last one time last and he's time. there going Arr! Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion about that too. Like, is he gonna... Like, why are we getting personal with with a basically a, a you know, a programmed computer you know... <laughs> because com- he's lasted he's lasted throughout the years. He was a constant in everybody's life. So if they're right. gonna end up if he ends up like his batteries start dying or some crap like that, I mean, <laughs> in yeah. the end, I mean, it is saying goodbye to an old friend. So oh I, my I gosh. guess it's kind of poetic. Holy crap. He, they're going to make C-3PO the Manchurian candidate. <laughs> they're going to freaking do it. I just realized <laughs> that. I Here I'm talking about it, and it just hit me in the head. They're going to freaking program him to go to the dark side and like flip flip you know some switches or whatever yeah i guess uh, stick yeah. A, a droid head on him you know like they did before right <laughs> it could be shooting anybody exactly but that's uh, the other thing obviously when he's saying goodbye to them obviously it's one thing he might be dying right the other be. aspect is that they're going to a battle that they don't think they're maybe going to come by out of right could be. Man, it's going to be crazy. I'm with Dave, though. It'd be nice to watch it. My daughter lives in... Um, I've never missed a movie with my daughter, and she's in Orlando. 
and uh, we're not going to be Orlando for Christmas, so it's kind of a bittersweet thing. But we move on. <laughs> Isn't it? We go on. Yeah, that that's well, what, not you, anymore. what you said. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, speaking of uh, going on, let's move on to our next topic. So, kind of related. So, earlier this week, uh, the menus in uh, the Black Spire outpost on the planet of Batu in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Did it happen in California too, or just there? Both but, places. Yeah. Okay. So Disney removed all of the uh, creative names for all of the food, only to put it back a couple days later. So what's up with that? <laughs> I think folk are just getting lazy. I think the what they were saying is that they were getting up and seeing the the themed names and people being people, saying, "Oh, what's that? What's that?" But no, actually reading what was underneath. <laughs> Right. The description of what the actual food was. So, you know, I, I run to run to wrap and stuff like that. I run to roast. You're going, oh, what's that? What's that? And you read underneath, it's a sausage and a pita bread. You know, but folk will just come up and expect to be hit in the face and told exactly what they're going to be eating without them doing any work. You know, theme parks meant to be there to have fun. The whole thing about the whole Star Wars theming is that you're meant to be immersive. Obviously, that's going to come a wee bit more with the the hotel that's coming in. But as soon as you step into that land, it should be immersive. It should be totally, you are there. And Kate, I don't think it's very much work. But if people, other people think it's much work to actually read the description of a food item that's described as a Star Wars food item, you know, it's the world's gone crazy, you know. <laughs> I'd love to say I had a Ronto wrap or or. or you know, something like that. You know, I mean, when I asked was... about what the Ronto about the Ronto rap and uh, description of it, I asked them, "Well, what what creature does it come from?" And they were basically saying, "Well, it's sort of it's sort of like the equivalent of a what I think they call a pig on your planet, or <laughs> you know." Well, that's the thing. Just like the the Ronto rap, I ate that up. Right. <laughs> I hear it. <laughs> well, I could just picture me going through anything. So I guess the counter argument, I'm with Steven. It's kind of like, that's lazy, you know, it's not fair. But I also can picture myself, my, my poor late mother-in-law, uh, you know, she would get so stressed out of these kind of situations and not what, not know what to order and not what, not knowing what's anything, if anything spicy, if it's, and just freeze. I mean, she would literally freeze and not order anything, <laughs> or, or just or just leave. She would just leave. <laughs> so I can I can just picture hundreds of people like this going through these places, getting stressed out. I don't know, but I don't want them to change anything. It's that's yeah. I'm with you. Like just read what's on there. Now I guess at certain times, because uh, they had they stayed in character for a while. I guess after a while that gets old. I mean, I wonder when they would actually have to break character for something like that for the explanation. Did they are they told first to play play along, and then after if they, what are the signals that they were taught to like read in people to like okay break character? 
obviously if somebody is coming up at and asking about food allergies, you know, I don't want I don't want them in character then. Right. At that point, you know. If, <laughs> Yeah, that thing you call milk, <laughs> or that thing you call yeah, you know. You know, peanuts. You know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> At that point, though, I would be like, "All right, drop the sh- drop the show, and you know, go back. You know, go back. Go to safety first. You know, safety comes safety comes before show in the four keys." Yeah, there's bits like that. Obviously, it's a no-brainer. But as you say, I mean, if, I'd be, I'd be disappointed that they never kept on the full theme and, you know, and they're sort of reverted back well, they to kind of did. They put, it ba- they put it back. It disappeared for a few days and now it's now it's back. Uh, and this, no, I mean, obviously in relation to the food, I'm talking about the cat, you know, the cast members, you know, the full, full blown, you know, first few days that they're doing it, it's full immersive, you know, you will do this a bit and then all of a sudden it sort of changes so that because you know why? Because there are people... it's too too easy. Uh, it's too there easy to people... get back to forum yeah. rather than obviously try and do. An I think what it is plan. is there are too many people that just don't realize that people are, they're playing into the story, and too ma- they get too many complaints. I mean, when Universal first opened Diagon Alley, uh, their guest relations were inundated with uh, complaints about most of the uh, staff not knowing anything about their parks because they were playing around. People would ask, where's Diagon Alley? And these are muggles and they would have to, and they would just be playing dumb. Like, huh? What's that? Huh? I never heard of it. Huh? Right. And, oh, that sounds British. There's, if you want to go to London, London is down this way. And these people were, these people were too dumb to figure out what they were, to, what the, they were playing a part. And so they would actually go and make a whole bunch of complaints that, hey, your staff isn't trained and they don't know what they're doing and everything. And how can they not have heard of Harry Potter? And exactly, when they're super trained and super yeah. trained to do that, so that it, it fits in with the land. Yeah. And this is it. There's there's no happy medium. No. You know, you you'll do it for the the super fan. And the super fan will think that's fantastic. Your normal theme park. Oh, we'll go over and do this roller coaster. Maybe even just wandering. I mean, Diagon Alley. A lot of t- a lot of folk have walked past that because I know I actually know what's behind that wall. So it's full of that. Don't deserve to be going to a, a super theme park. You know, you get your island adventure and stuff like that. You sort of wander through. You you do the Hulk. You, you do Spider-Man, you do all these sort of things, you go to the next land, you do the next one, but a super immersive thing like Harry Potter and Star Wars. Okay, so it's I'm going to go... a totally different aspect, you know, it's a totally different world that you're getting into, and if folks should actually, I'm not saying doing their homework, that just sounds a wee bit sort of daft, but they should know stuff in relation to what they're getting into and what to expect. I'm going to go on record and say that this is one of the reasons why I decided to uh, not uh, go and pursue a side job at any of the theme parks while living down here. And just, you know, if I need a side job, I'll find something outside of the parks to supplement my teaching because 
I can just picture myself if I was ever like guest relations at Universal or a plaid and somebody came and made such a stupid comment, not for nothing, <laughs> I'm jumping over the counter and giving that person noogies. <laughs> you know, seriously. Right. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the Harry Potter stuff had a rich uh, book history before and then the movies and then the theme park. Whereas Star Wars, it's so splintered uh, heavily with movies. Um, there was all kinds of, you know, hundreds of weird off-tangent books that they killed off and only didn't allow any of, the, any of them to go forward with canon. And then they started new books and and yada, 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 but it's so splintered, there's no specific feel of anything when you go into Galaxy's Edge, like Black Spire Outpost, and I'm really hoping maybe they'll have a home run and have something in this movie, I don't know. I, it's still rough for me uh, as far as tying me in emotionally, but uh, you've, I've complained about that enough as it is. <laughs> but, I mean, it's still cool. It's really a cool place to to hang out for sure I think about definitely once Rise of the Resistance comes in you know it is obviously we discussed it before it's just one big shop to try and turn you, turn you upside down you know yeah. I had one big expensive shop at that yeah uh, so I got an example so I got friends Dave over on the west coast that um, actually Kitra and um, um Peter and Kitra, um, they they are uh, new friends of mine this year, and and they've got a vlog called um, uh, I've already forgot. I'll let, I'll look it up and tell you later. But basically, they've been dozens of times on the West Coast as locals, as Star Wars fans. So, Dave, how many times have you been to Galaxy's Edge, being on the East Coast, uh, Batu? Officially, once. <laughs> okay. As far as actually, no, I'm sorry, twice. Um, <laughs> yeah, two times in Galaxy's Edge after it was after its official open, and then two times prior to its opening. At once at a cast member preview, and once at the AP preview. Okay. Uh, one time I went in just to um, just because I was able to get a last minute reservation reservation at the cantina so i'm like you know what i haven't been here yet so i might as well just grab it i got my two drinks and then i'm like okay do i want to wait for the ride no i'm out of here i see right. yeah that's what i was wondering because so you know peter and kitra's uh blog channel is called ordinary adventures they're fairly new they're they're up and coming uh, uh peter's been involved with um uh slash film uh He's the owner and, and uh, head uh, editor on that for years. Anyway, long story short, uh, I watched their vlog recently where they were talking about kind of like they just go in there and they hang out. I mean, they literally, they're, they're that big of Star Wars fans. It's, to them, it's like an all-year-long um, experience. Uh, they'll go in there and, and just look around and hang out and maybe buy a, a kyber crystal or something and it's so it's like a constant comic con for them. It's 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 an interesting viewpoint. Um, whereas like you, Dave, and then my my daughter and her boyfriend, I think they've been to Galaxy's Edge once also, and I think it was with me. So you know, I don't know. 
you know, maybe it's not hitting home as far as that goes, but like Steven said, Rise of Resistance will be awesome. Oh, but yeah. then again, I, think I can't wait. To, I'll definitely be in for that. But yeah, if I'm but, gonna be in the studios, you know, I'd rather be. I mean, there have been times where I've had absolutely nothing going on, and I'm like, okay, uh, what do I want to do tonight? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to see Fantasmic. Right. And then after that, it's like, okay, where to go? All right, now I've started. I've started at Fantasmic and then just like last minute, like it's never like, okay, I'm never planning to actually go to the studios. It's always when I know <laughs> I have nothing else going on now. It's like, all right, right. I'll go. Do I want to see the star Wars fireworks at this point? I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> I'm leaving. Exactly. So I'm, I'm feeling the same way, the same vibe. Um, like Steven, when we hung out, uh, and did the after hours party, you know, it was so fun. Uh, we did Toy yeah. Story Land, and then you yeah. do su- you do um, Sun Sun uh, Sunset um, Boulevard or whatever, and go hang out there. And it's it's just a vibe that that we love. Now I'm not saying I wouldn't love hanging out with friends at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but uh, here's a big differentiator as far as I'm concerned. In in Disneyland, the fireworks shoot up over Star Wars Galaxy's yes. Edge at the end of the night, right? Yes. It's amazing. And everybody waits and hangs out for the fireworks. Well, there's nothing really to hang out and wait for in the Disney the Batu East. So as far as being in the land itself. So I don't know. I think they got a problem with that. Um, but when Rise of the Resistance opens, obviously it's going to pack, uh, you know, 10,000 people in there waiting to ride this ride. But um, beyond that, uh, I don't know, man. I'm with you, Dave. Once Christmas hits, I'm going to be hanging out and looking at all the Christmas stuff throughout the park. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a tough one for me. (laughs) If I'm just going to go to a park and just to hang out and just kind of go for the vibe, I'm doing either two things. I'm obviously either going to Epcot just to kind of just because Epcot. Yeah. Or what I'm doing is I'm going to Animal Kingdom around sunset to ride Kilimanjaro Safari. Right. Otherwise, yeah. at that point, it's like okay, I'll go to the stu- I'll I'll go to the studios, but I have no reason to really go to the studios on my own. Any anywhere at time. If there are people in town, yeah, I'll go to the studios. If I have locals around, hey, all right, you know. We haven't done the studios in a while. Right now, even though it's now fully fully done, well, almost everything is done in terms of construction and everything, I still, at this point, it's like, okay, uh, I'm at the studios. Now what? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's man, it's, it's, it's a quandary, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing some new people down uh, Thanksgiving week, so it'll be interesting to see their viewpoint of it. Um, especially they're going to have a baby, so they're going to be pushing a little two-year-old in a stroller. and um, So we'll see. I'll, I'll get some authentic, new, fresh blood in, in Galaxy's Edge and see. And they, they've, they're all uh, Disney World fans, so uh, the tough part to me, especially with Christmas coming up, somebody joked about it online uh, on Twitter today, but... I seriously mentioned this 
along uh, when they mentioned Star Wars, when they, the origination of the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge idea, I thought, how are they going to treat Christmas? And you know, I mean, I'm serious. It's because I really think they're going to have to figure out a way to tie in holidays. Uh, if you look over uh, down the street, Universal Studios totally they totally gave in, and um, where they made a deal with uh, um, what's her face, the the author of Drawn Blank. Um, it, it, they made a deal with her or whatever, but Diagon Alley, uh, both Wizarding Worlds, they've they've embraced uh, the the Christmas holidays. Um, yes, but they did so in the books also. So true. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's right. I uh, I honestly, I honestly think that uh, there's no way they can. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, so that's going to make what? it harder. That's not a bad thing because you know what? People are going to go anyway. Yeah. You know, the studios has an amazing holiday spread, even without the Osborne lights. You know, that uh, that projection show they do, Jingle right. Bell, Jingle Bam, all of that. Yeah. There and and just and and just the uh, just the nineteen the nineteen fifties uh, light larger than life uh, tinsel decorations that they have up there. Yeah. They're they're doing they do very well. I love that park during the holidays, and I'm just oh, looking yeah. forward. Those are going to be the nights where it's like, okay, I'm going to go to Stu's. What am I going to do? I'm just going to just wander around and then and just enjoy enjoy the Christmas vibes over there. I'm go- that I'm looking forward to doing that. I well, mean, I know people like when we went and we met up at the Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. We only we didn't do that many rides, but just to yeah. be there and just the ambience and just wonder about. And I know, obviously, because it was an afternoon's event, it was a lot quieter and really weird to be walking down parts of uh, the boulevard and you were the only ones on it. But it's the atmosphere that you go for a lot of the times, rather than actual. The rides. I mean, you could just, if, especially if you're a local, you know, you could ride the rides anytime you want. But to soak up the atmosphere, that's that's one of the See, things you go for. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Galaxy's Edge. I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of Smuggler's Run. I'll ride it every now and then, especially if there's new people and everything. When I first rode it, yeah, it was. It's fun. I mean, there is, uh, there is a whimsy that every time I turn that corner and I see the Millennium Falcon, the child in me just jumps for joy. And just getting getting to see that every time I walk into the cockpit, it's like I'm still full of wonder and everything. But when I evaluate the time I have on the ride and everything compared to other attractions, if I had my if I had my choice, you know, you could ride. Without a wait, you can get right on Smuggler's Run or ride Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage is always going to win for me in that way. Now, Rise of the Resistance, I'm hearing some spectacular things, and it's supposed to be, they're going to say it's on a grand scale. And I might, it might be one of those things where, you know, I have a hard day at work, and I'm just in a bad mood, and I'm like, you know what? I'll wait. Yeah, I'll wait an hour, two hours online just to calm myself down, and at the end have the payoff of being able to ride that ride. I might be every now and then be willing to do that, but right now, just for Smuggler's Run, there that's it's not a big enough pay. It's not a big enough payoff for me to just kind of say, okay, well, I'm going to spend the night just if I'm going to go take some time and go to the parks, I'm going to go to Galaxy's Edge. 
I mean, because usually what's going to end up happening is I'm going to have bad pilots and we're going to mess up the Falcon anyway. And I'm just going to leave the ride all pissed off that nobody can actually fly right. <laughs> right. The last time I had like a three-year-old flying that I'm like, yo, great. <laughs> I was That's exactly what we all worried about, those yeah. kind of scenarios. Well, now let me ask you this. If if you're getting off work and you're like, ah, oh, I want to go do some Rise of Resistance, and what if it's a four-hour wait? No. Yeah. There's there, there's, there's a cutoff. Right. You know, if it's something like, like once, I will stay, I will do the main queue once straight through, and then otherwise I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait until, I'm going to wait until, and this is my racket, so... <laughs> Any of you who really like the show and really enjoy and really enjoy uh, enjoy meeting up with me, because I get a lot of people that will hit up hit me up and say, "Hey, you want to meet up? I'm going to be in town." So a lot, a lot of listeners. I, I do, I am enjoying that because I'm getting to meet some really great people. If you really, really like the show, add me to your room as a child, and then when you make your <laughs> when you make your fast passes. That'll be the best thing to do. Are we so talking about like adult on, diapers? Yes, yes. I mean, no, you you're to... six, you're sixty day out. <laughs> when, you know, this way, add me to your, add me to your fast pass to. Uh, well, obviously, if the, if Star Wars, if Star Wars ever has a fast pass, <laughs> like if if uh, Rise of the Resistance ever comes out with a fast pass, add me to that. I'll be your best friend. I'll buy you a round of drinks. <laughs> Because that's, that's usually brilliant. that's usually even today. That's how I, I that's how I get to a ride flight of passage now. Because I'm not waiting all that time for flight of passage. I just I refuse. I have enough I have enough friends right. that are able to just that come here as tourists and they book they book in their fast passes about sixty days in advance. And like okay, we're gonna go at this time. And if they can't get me on or add me on, what they do is when I'm with them, they're like. Hey, when we didn't know that he'll be with us when we make, can we just bring him on with us? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I <laughs> nice. piggybacked on so many fast passes to that. Right. That... It works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Uh, Rise of Resistance. Um, I, I I've got a feeling it's going to be one of those doozies. Um, many hours for many for a couple of years, kind of thing, but. Yeah. When are you coming next, Stephen? October next year. So hopefully by the time that's coming around, things will sort of calm down a wee bit. They might have released the fast passes for at least one of the rides. But obviously the tiering system at Hollywood Studios is just going mental just now. So uh, I think Hollywood Studios will be one of the, the mainstays uh, for me to go. At yeah. least three or three or four times through my stay, just to actually get everything done, rather than obviously waiting huge lines. Hopefully October will not be too bad uh, with the lines, but we just have to wait and see. But I'm looking forward to to get back. I'm looking forward to the new things. Obviously, just going to be a wee bit too early for trolling and stuff like that. But uh, the the new Mickey and Minnie. Right at Hollywood Studios should be oh, open yeah. as well. So That'll be open. Yeah. Uh, that I'm looking there's a few things it. obviously coming through that, that I've not seen. 
I don't know if I'll be able to see Epcot forever. Uh, I don't know if they're going to ditch that before I get there and then Harmonious coming in to play. Because I don't think they actually said how long it's going to be going for. Uh, I'd rather have, I'd rather miss Epcot forever and see Harmonious, but we'll see how that plays out because Epcot forever might last for another 19 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also I just tweeted today, I I totally forgot about the Toy Story Land Roundup uh, barbecue. Yeah. Remember that new restaurant opening? Yeah, and they've already got the land cleared and everything, so I wouldn't be surprised even if that's not open by the time you're here as well. Yeah, and get uh, the, the restaurant over at uh, Mission Space as well, so that's opening oh, up. Oh, yeah, Space Restaurant. Oh, my gosh. So there will be a few things opening up, obviously. I feel like that Space Restaurant is a dress rehearsal for uh, the Star Wars Hotel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, somebody told me that as well. But I totally got blown away when they they committed to having that space restaurant open this year. So it's it's coming this year. I mean, it's they're they're trying to gung ho for it for holidays. I totally forgot about that. Oh my gosh! And Gardens in a Galaxy. I don't know when that's going to open. I mean, obviously, every time you see a picture of it or or folk walking by, nothing seems to change. (laughs) You know, the building just seems to be exactly the same. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a few things that are coming out, you know, within the next year that I'm looking forward to. Uh, and obviously, maybe not looking forward to standing in a line for a couple of hours <laughs> to try and do it. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. All right, gentlemen. So, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Just, I guess save up money. Really did this. The debacle about uh, cases and obviously the tomato sauce. You know, oh my where oh, yeah. they, they take it in and say, "All right," it says you're going to have to ask for tomato sauce rather than actually being there. Uh, I think that the whole idea of a hot dog place without tomato sauce being available and maybe even on tap is. Do crazy you mean uh, ketchup? Yeah, aye. Uh, ketchup, tomato sauce. Mm. Same thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. There is a diff- there is I know, a tomato sauce is difference different between there. tomato sauce and ketchup. It, Aye, tomato no sauce over there is totally different to what we have over here. Tomato sauce is what you stick in a bottle and stick in your burger and your hot dog. Uh, right. But ketchup, ketchup, or what was it, catsup? That they called it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just crazy folk. But I mean, again, oh, I see, if we don't put it out. Folk will have to ask for it, and if they don't ask for it, for every one that they don't ask for, we'll save two cents. You know, if you wrap it up over the next year, this is think how much money we're going to be saving. It's, it's been push comes to shove, a couple of cents on a, a tomato or a ketchup, you know, yeah. on your your burger or your hot dog. Is that going to break the bank? No, I don't think so. Well, now that now they're giving the packets out, and now yeah. they're just now they're just adding to the whole environmental issue because they're giving yeah. out plastic packets. Right, I know, and and that's so aggravating because anybody that's uh, eats this kind of stuff <laughs> despises those stupid little packets. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> 
And and uh, ironically, when those packets came out, rolled out, I swear to God, I went straight to Five Guys. Five guys in my town got rid of their pumps and went to packets, and I about lost it. I forgot to tweet that. Plus, the packets had one had leaked, and so they were all gooey. <laughs> gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was so mad. I had to open like 20 of those packets for the fries. Anyway. The struggle is real, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> First world <laughs> problems. Disney yeah. trying to grab onto every cent they can. You know, uh, obviously, getting back to Galaxy's Edge as well, this is putting the prices up not by much, like 25 cents a go, but 25 cents is a quarter of a dollar. You know, so if you put 25 cents on everything, it's, I don't know, the amount of yeah. food they're getting through there, you know, and, and the theme parks, the money that they must be making, you know, because uh, folk will not think about 25 cents when they're actually there. But it's only when you actually, you know, see the prices rise when you're yeah. not at the theme park. That's when you begin to go, hmm, do they just do they want me to go and have a good time or do they just want to tip you upside down? Uh, yeah, boiling a frog kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. So with that, let's go around and tell everybody where uh, we can be found on the various interwebs. Uh, Jeff, where are you? I'm uh, BrainDud92 on Twitter and just plain old BrainDew, B-R-A-I-N-D-E-W on Instagram. Okay. Stephen, where are you? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter and Instagram on SJM Disney and Stephen Maxwell on Facebook. And the best place to find me is on Instagram at Figments Reality. And you can find the Mickey Dudes on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. On Twitter, we're at the Mickey Dudes. And ladies and gentlemen, we just wanted to uh, thank you for listening to us. We're uh, hitting a milestone very soon. Soon we'll be uh, recording our 200th episode. So who would have thought we would make it this far? And um, <laughs> hopefully we have the stamina to continue on to 300 and then continue eventually the 500 and here's to a long life of the mickey dudes with that have a magical day everybody you can't keep a good man down or mickey dude yes You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.